0: Today on Locked On Pelicans, we're getting hypothetical. What if the Pelicans win the NBA championship this coming season? What has to go right for the team? What does it mean for the future, to ownership, to the landscape of the NBA? And there's a lot of implications there, and we're gonna break it all down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday, the show is... Three days a week right now. Mondays, we do Countdown Mondays. We just did the most annoying slash hated Pelicans. We're doing What If Wednesdays, and today's is, of course, what if the Pelicans win the NBA championship this season? Then what happens? And what had to go right? We're going to break it all down in today's show. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. The number one Pelicans podcast. We're here deep into the offseason giving you what you want to hear about this team. Don't forget we do a live show every Thursday. at 7 p.m. Central on the YouTube page. So if you want to support the channel, become an everydayer. Join those live shows. Comment down below on YouTube. Let me know what you think would happen or what has to happen for the Pelicans to win the NBA championship this season. And now for your second listen, go check out Locked On Saints. Host Ross Jackson breaking down everything black and gold from training camp, the key position battles, who's looking good. He's got it all over there. I'm going to see him this weekend. I'm always excited to see Ross. So today we are doing What If Wednesday. What if the Pelicans win the NBA title? And look, this is a long shot at best. The odds are long. FanDuel has the Pelicans at plus forty seven hundred. That means if you bet hundred dollars right now, and the Pelicans win the NBA title this coming season, you're going to get back forty eight hundred dollars. So you profit forty seven hundred dollars right there. Those are long odds. The Celtics are the current favorites at plus six forty, and that puts the Pelicans at thirteenth best. So they're about middle of the pack. So to go from middle of the pack right now to where they will eventually be if they win the title, you're going to need a lot of luck. And I actually think these odds are a little bit off. And that's probably going to kind of be the theme of Thursday's show is what the odds makers are getting wrong about the New Orleans Pelicans right now. Because I've seen some things out there that I don't agree with. That's going to be kind of the theme of Thursday's live show. But you're going to need luck to go from 13th best plus 4,700 per fan duel to winning a title. So what is luck? mean in this case. And luck in the NBA really comes down to one main thing, right? You know what it is. Injuries. Health. You know, I look at this from two ways. It means, one, that teams like Denver, Phoenix, the Celtics, Warriors maybe, others, are all dealing with injuries and key injuries during the playoffs that make them less of a threat and kind of derail their chances a little bit. It also means two, and this is more importantly, and this is where we get excited, the Pelicans stayed healthy. The Pelicans stayed healthy. You hear the excitement in my voice of just thinking that thought. If, if we get something like that, and if we get halfway through the season, it's like the Pelicans are healthy. I want like explosions and confetti and things like that going off in my room. Like Pee Wee's Playhouse, when you say the secret word, the secret phrase, R.I.P., I want my couch over here to sprout a mouth and start talking to me. The felt acoustic panels to start screaming in joy and everything like that. Because that is what we are hoping for, and that is the key to the entire Pelican season. If they stay healthy, this team is good. It's really as simple as that. You can go back to my earlier off-season show where I had Howard Beck on, and he was awesome, and I felt kind of bad. We were talking. It's like a great conversation, and we kept circling back to one thing. It was the key theme of the show. Health. The Pelicans are healthy. If Zion's healthy more than anything, the team's going to win a lot of games. team's going to win a lot of games. It's like... My, sh- my job's easy. I guess it's hard because I got to take that and kind of package it into like 20-something minutes every day. But like that's the overriding overall thing. So if they win the title, they were healthy. It's kind of as simple as that. There's more to it, of course. But the big thing is health. It also means the offense was fixed. They were 20th in the half court last season per cleaning the glass. You know, the offense wasn't good. The design was was bad, right? You remember all the time that Jackson Hayes spent in the short corner It's kind of the anchor there, court spacer when, like, he's a big man. He's seven foot. He's a rim running big. A vertical spacing threat, not like a horizontal three-point shooting. That's just and It was isolation-based. You know, Zion covers up for a lot of bad offensive design with how good he is and how efficient he is. Same for Brandon Ingram at times, too. But if they make a finals run... When things slow down in the playoffs, you don't get to play in transition nearly as much as you would otherwise. It means they figured this out. I don't know if that means they necessarily became a top five offense, but very much might. With Zion, with Ingram, with CJ, with Trey Murphy set to take a leap, maybe Herb Jones being used better. There is a lot of offensive firepower here for the Pelicans. So you can easily see them having one of the best offenses in the league. So they've kind of fixed some of the more glaring mistakes from last season. Those are the two, just being healthy. You know, maybe this restructuring of the player performance and care team did the job. You know, it also probably means Zion has bought in more than he ever has before. He's saying doing all of the right things this offseason. He also said and did all the right things last offseason. Then he got hurt and stopped doing all the you know correct things. But he seems more engaged, a little bit more bought in than he has before. And that probably carried over during the season. He'll get an injury at some point. But if he responded well to that injury, it means he's going to be back out there on the court sooner rather than later and not have 29 games and you know, he'll be reevaluated in a couple of weeks, turn into something else entirely. And that's what we're hoping to see. As a side note for this segment, we'll get more on, into this in the next one in the third segment. It also probably means they're paying the luxury tax. They probably didn't get cheap. You know, I don't know if they're going to be able to duck under the tax before the season starts. And they don't need to. They could do it at the trade deadline. But if all of a sudden they were first in the West, they might just kind of roll with the roster as is and not rock the boat and make a cost-saving move that makes the team worse just to save a couple of dollars. So they're spending there, and they're probably a tax team this year, this coming season. And they win a title because of it. And that's awesome. And we get to celebrate. We're going to put a little star somewhere unlocked On Pelicans, which would be kind of cool and fun. And it would be fun to cover a championship team and a team making a deep playoff run. So then what? Okay, cool, you win the title. We all celebrate. That's where the work really starts to begin and the changes really start to happen. So as excited as you would be about an NBA title, I think there's way more that you would be excited about in the future from that. And let's break that down coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Ibotta, like on the Pelicans jerseys. Picking up burgers and hot dogs for a summer barbecue, you know you're already doing it, so why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items, from produce to personal care to pantry goods, so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. It's a lot of money just for uploading a receipt or linking your account. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to go to, especially if the Pelicans are in the midst of a title-winning season. Or that fancy dinner. It's New Orleans, right? You got a new restaurant you want to try? Get Ibotta to pay for it. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account or gift cards. And you can earn cash back on hundreds of, you can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, which is something I do a lot, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. And right now, Ibotta is offering Locked On listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store, Google Play, download the free Ibotta app, and use code LOCKED, that's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store, and use code LOCKED. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, coming to y'all like no one else is. We are three days a week right now. Mondays are Countdown Mondays. Wednesdays are What If Wednesdays right now. We're not gonna be looking back on What If Wednesdays. We're only gonna be looking towards the future. Hypotheticals that could play out, we'll game them out. We'll see what it looks like. And Thursday's the live show. And I want to look at, you know, for the everydayers and the people who plan on joining the live show, what the odds makers are getting wrong about the New Orleans Pelicans. And now for your second listen, Locked on Saints, Ross Jackson. Y'all, he's so good. He's so good. It's like the one-stop shop you need to just catch up quickly on everything. You don't need tons of nitty-gritty about training camp. He's going to tell you what you need to know. So make sure Locked on Saints is your second listen today. So we are looking at what happens, what if the Pelicans win the NBA title. So they win. Now what? We just chill, celebrate, that's that? mm This is where things get exciting. Because if you win the NBA title, you know what's going to have to happen? Ownership has to go all in on this team with money, resources, everything, big time. You remember pre-Katrina with the Saints when Tom Benson owned the team? He was known as a cheap owner, kind of one of the worst owners in the league, and he wanted to use Katrina to move the team to San Antonio. It was a very real thing. But the team came back, and because of Katrina and everything the city and we all went through, The fan base was really galvanized together. You know, the seasons before Katrina, no one was going to Saints games. They were pretty empty. You could get tickets for like 10 bucks, 20 bucks. But them coming back was a really big deal. The fan base was was just brought together in a way that they never had been before. You had no more half-empty Superdome. So if this team is winning, trust me, the fan base is going to be there. New Orleans is going to be there, and they're going to turn out, and they're going to be galvanized to the point where Ownership is going to look at this and gail benson's a different owner than tom benson He's gonna look at this and be like, oh, we've got to do right here Tom benson eventually figured out they spent they invested the resources signed the free agents They needed to spent the money essentially and look what it turned into and that supports really never wavered or anything like that So they'd see the attendance numbers in the smoothie king center They'd see the pelicans leading all of the sports shows national media talking about them, too They would see the city just completely rally behind the team, not in ways that we haven't seen before, because we have seen it. I remember the Zion draft in the weeks leading up to that, it was a really big deal. And everyone was more excited than I think they've ever been. You'd have that more so than that. But it already shows you kind of what's there. The team would see the ratings on TV and the resources, I truly believe, would start flowing and really start to ramp up to support this team to proper levels. And look, I want to be clear that I don't think current ownership is like the cheapest in the league. They're like middle of the pack, to be perfectly honest with y'all. This isn't like Donald Sterling trying to tear down the Clippers every year, make them as bad as possible, and run them as cheaply as possible so that he could make more money on top of it. They're just not one of the most spendy owners in the league, and it's fine. Middle of the pack isn't a bad thing. But all of a sudden, I think you would really start to see the support from them go up even further. And look, they're, they're spending millions of dollars this offseason renovating and changing things. But you'd see maybe them bring the TV broadcast in-house, take you know, ownership over that themselves. You'd see probably new and innovative coverage around the team, too, to give you what you are all desiring. You know, I believe tires would really start to be kicked on a new stadium. I don't know if that's actually going to end up happening or not. We've talked about it a lot here, but I'm not entirely sure you'd get the support from the city to do it and you would need a lot of money from ownership to maybe get this done. Are they willing to spend that or not? It's a big question. You want a title? They're going to look at building a new stadium. It's re- like really as simple as that or a like significant, significant, significant renovation of the Smoothie King Center to the point where it's also basically at that point just like a new arena. If anything, this just forces ownership to treat this team in the way that they should be. You can't just tear down a team that won a title. They'd be vilified, right? You win a title, and now we're going to trade away C.J. McCollum because we need to duck under the luxury tax because, whoa, that was expensive. Never mind the extra playoff revenue and stuff that we got. Look, it was over the luxury tax. We don't like that. We're going to be cheap now. They're not going to do that. They would be killed. I would kill them on this show, right? you can't do that. They'd be villains for the future. So they'd pay the luxury tax the year they won the title, and they'd probably pay the luxury tax the next year. Now you're getting into the repeater tax, which can be punitive for small market teams. But you as a fan would be getting everything you wanted. When you got the title, that's great. But now it feels like the next couple of years, you're going to be entering in a golden age of content, of coverage, seeing a new arena built that you want to go to and everything with that. And paying the luxury tax, I think, is the biggest one out of all of that because, because they're going to need to because they're going to be a destination. Players are going to want to come to New Orleans if this is the case, if they win that title. I'll explain what that means and what it looks like for the you know rest of the league as a whole, if that's the case, coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today. and every day. We're here, Monday through Friday, Monday, Wednesday. Thursday night right now in the deep offseason, covering the team like no one else is, the number one Pelicans podcast. If you want to support Locked On Pelicans, become an everydayer. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We'll get back to five days a week in a month or so, maybe a little bit longer than that. Give myself a little bit to recharge. These shows are kind of fun to do as well. We'll have another countdown show on Monday, your top Pelicans killers. Kind of random players that always do well against New Orleans and cause them to lose who are those guys and they're awful and i hate them And we'll break down who some of the biggest ones are on the show give you a list there i'm curious what the names you've got are and if you want to tell me your top five most hated slash annoying pelicans go watch the show we did on monday because that was a fun one as well and then join the live show thursday at 7 p.m central what are odds makers getting wrong about the new orleans pelicans We'll also have some FIBA coverage and everything like that in here as well as Ingram and others are playing and there's a lot to talk about. It's the off season and there's still plenty. It's great. I love it. I love chatting here with y'all. So today, what if the Pelicans win the NBA title? Cool. We got a title we could celebrate. It's awesome. We feel good. We'll have all the merch, right? And then it forces ownership to buy into this team in a way that they never ever have before. That's a great thing. But it also is going to mean ownership, like has to, because you become a destination. Veteran free agents that are willing to take cheaper deals to go chase a ring probably would come to New Orleans. They see an opportunity. Yes, winning a title would have taken some luck, but now you need more depth. You're going to need more support and teams are gunning for you. But when people see, oh, Zion's healthy, he just played a full season, 70 something games, let's say. Brandon Ingram, 70 games. Oh, those guys are good. CJ's there. I like CJ. They're all all these free agents are gonna want to come to New Orleans. And you get them on veteran minimum deals because that's all they're really gonna have to spend at that point in time. So you're adding depth in the cheapest and most like efficient way possible. When guys get bought out in the middle of the season, the Pelicans can have a roster spot open. So you save a little bit of money there to add one of those guys for a stretch run. So now your one NBA title is looking, I don't want to say like it could be a dynasty because I don't know if dynasties are necessarily going to exist in the NBA anymore with the new collective bargaining agreement. But it looks like you win two. Two in three years, maybe that's a dynasty, a mini dynasty, but that all of a sudden becomes a possibility. You become players in free agency in a way they never have been before. Ever. That's... Massive. Think about that. We free, I, I, free agency covering that here isn't the most like fun thing because there's not much to do. Like there's just not much that to do. You know, I do a lot of shows on it's like behind the scenes stuff. I, I do a lot of shows on like could they sign this guy? Could they do this? And y'all want to hear that, so I want to talk about it for you. When the reality of them signing any of those guys is near zero. They just haven't been good enough to be a draw. New Orleans is a city. For most players in the league, just it's not LA, it's not New York to them, even if we like living here. You know, we're not NBA players making millions of dollars, and some like it fine, don't get me wrong. But they like to go and win a title, so they will start to go, I don't care, I'll go to New Orleans, they're gonna win next year. They got Zion, that dude's gonna make my life so easy. I'm a shooter. I'm gonna be standing on the three point line, getting wide open threes all the time. I can hit a couple of big shots, make myself some more money, and get that ring that I've been hoping for my whole career. I'll do that. Look at how many players have gone to like Golden State on a vet minimum deal. Shoot, it was David West, even did it. Former New Orleans, great. When we do that countdown show, greatest Pelicans, greatest Hornets, greatest like New Orleans basketball players in franchise history, which does not include the Jazz. Then he's going to be on that list. You know that for sure. he went ring chasing. And that's okay. That's a wonderful thing. Go do that. And New Orleans gets to be that spot. when, When guys get bought out, they're going to want to come to New Orleans. And then get this. I still think this is a little bit of a long shot because then the team gets really expensive and there's collective bargaining agreement, like restrictions, stuff like that, that might really kind of prevent some of these from actually being realistic options for the New Orleans Pelicans. That Milord wants out wants to me Heat because they're a title contender, and it's and it's Miami. But if they weren't a title contender, he he wouldn't want to go. He wouldn't want to go there at all. So he wants to go to a competitive team. Well, next time a superstar wants out, if New Orleans just won the title, they might want to go here. You never hear this. You never hear. Superstar player wants out, and New Orleans is on his list. Anthony Davis's list was supposedly every team other than the Pelicans, right? Which was not true. It was one team. But you might get on these players' lists. You might be the trade destination they want to go to because they want to team up with Zion, because they want to team up with Brandon Ingram. I want that for New Orleans. Winning a title, getting that luck. You know, you look at the Miami Heat this past year. It was a bit of a fluke on the finals run that they made. And they probably weren't the most, you know, they weren't the most competitive matchup for the Denver Nuggets. That was obvious. It was a fluke. But now Damian Lillard wants to go there. Other players have wanted to go there. You know, again, part of it is Miami, but it's also, hey, they made a finals run. They had some luck and local. You could do there. You could win a title. That's what a lot of players want. New Orleans wins one, get some luck, even if it's like a cheap title, Saying everyone in the West other than the Pelicans was hurt and they just kind of cruise on through, get to the finals and win. I don't care. Take the title and then take everything that comes after that and keep trying to go on winning because you'll have the opportunity to do that. So if the Pelicans win the title this coming season, it's not just like we get to celebrate a title. It's, oh, we have a Unbelievably bright future to look towards because of what owners it's going to force ownership to do and how it's going to kind of change the perception of the team around the league. Winning fuels more winning very often, and that's exactly what the Pelicans need. It's a long shot, plus 4,700 according to FanDuel. But oh, it's kind of fun to dream, isn't it? Let me know what you think will happen if the Pelicans win the NBA title in the comments down below on YouTube. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nolajake on Twitter. If you're an everydayer, I love you. If you're not an everydayer, become an everydayer. And we'll have the live show Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. And I'll see y'all next time.